Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Thank you, JJ, for that introduction. And I also want to thank all the listeners from around the world. Every time I look at the stats uh, once a week or so, I am amazed at the uh, the reach that this show is getting from every corner of this globe. And so I thank you, listeners, for that and for your support. And whenever you leave comments or your reviews, it really means a lot to the show, of course, and its success, but it also means a lot to me personally. So I thank you. The whole idea of the show is to encourage, uplift, support, and give hope. And that's what, obviously, we are doing, and that's what your comments are saying. So I thank you. With me today is Sandra Elaine Scott. She is a transformational speaker, corporate trainer, and life coach. She specializes in helping individuals turn their someday dreams into today's reality. I love that line, Sandra. <laughs> Someday you. dreams into today's reality. I think that should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, she has written a book called Manana Starts Today. So in other words, your tomorrows are starting now. And this is a collection of empowering affirmations that are designed to assist you in moving forward towards your goals and dreams. And we all need that on a regular basis. So thank you so much, Sandra. And oh, you're quite welcome. welcome. Thank you for such a warm welcome. Oh. Love it. <laughs> if you could see me, I'd be jumping up and down. <laughs> I love my guests. They always have so much good to share. So before we talk about your book, what I want sure. you to share today is what was one or even more than one of the biggest challenges in your life where you had to not only overcome, but keep holding on and not giving up? Can you share that, please? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And it's sort of twofold. I'm going to backtrack a little and kind of work with me in this little story of my of my story of my life. When I was born, I was deathly allergic to milk and not lactose intolerant as kids are today, but had a severe milk allergy. And my parents took me all over to the globe trying to find someone who could figure out what was wrong with me. And in doing so, they met this German doctor who basically said to them, you know, milk is for cows, not for her. But then she turned to my mother and she said, boy, you sure got a lemon. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And God rest her soul, Dr. Waldinger, it, you know, and, and all of her helping, and she did save my life. I remember it became family folklore that my mother proved, said, I'm going to show her. Yes. And, you know, I'm going to turn this lemon into lemonade. And, you know, I was the last baby and she was just determined that nobody was going to talk about her child that way. And I say that to really talk about not giving up hope, because as my mother told me, even to her dying breath, you were a child at one point that only a mother could love. Because, you know, and she meant it with all the goodness mm -hmm. that a mother mm -hmm. does and teasing. But, you know, there was still that there. Yes. So fast forward, having my parents never give up attitude and spirit that was a part of my life mm -hmm. to now I have a full fledged career in the nonprofits. I'm doing really well. And the recession hits and boom, I get laid off. Mm. And I get laid off at the worst possible moment in time. As if to put it this way, Carol, like there's ever a real moment yeah. that's good. <laughs> that's right. You know, I, I say this like, you know, oh, I didn't have time for this. And I, I say it jokingly that I had asked God before this all happened that I wanted not to be working this hard anymore. And I didn't want to do this anymore because I was tired and I was exhausted mm. and I didn't feel good. Yet, don't be careful what you ask for, because <laughs> don't you know, God does answer prayers. So I get laid off and I promptly also, with the stress of it all, start to get really sick. And I had been recently, right before that, diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, but I sort of ignored it. And the stress of getting laid off, having rheumatoid arthritis, and for those who don't know, rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune deficiency disease. It is not osteo and it's not, oh, my grandmother has that. This is a disease. And so now I have no job, I am sick, and I lose my home as a result of not being able financially to take care of my bills in the same way that I was. Everything crashed around me. So when we talk about the face of the recession, I would be the poster child of the recession and I would be the poster child of a country song. You know that country <laughs> song where everything goes wrong? My dog died. <laughs> you know, everything crashed on me. And that was the huge, real, my don't ever give up moment. Because I have to tell you, Carol, in that moment, as all things are going on with me, and I'm sitting on the pity pot feeling sorry for myself. People would come up to me and whisper to me, oh my God, is it true? Did you lose your job? Did you do this? Did... And I'd be like, yes, yes, and yes. And they're like, really? Oh my God, if it was me, I'd killed myself by now. I actually had somebody say that to me. Wow. And I don't know how you handle it. And the way I really handled it was my faith, my faith in God, that no matter what, I knew that everything that happened to me could have happened to somebody else, and I was still breathing, 
And I got angry at a lot of people, but I never once got angry at God. I knew there was a greater plan. Granted, I tried to micromanage God through it all. <laughs> um, let's be clear. In fact, one of my friends who was praying with me, I said to her at the time, oh, my God, I don't want to be Job. I don't want to be Job. And she teased me. And she's like, oh, that's what's wrong with you. You forget. Don't you remember Job got everything back? I'm like, I just don't want to be. I don't care. And I'm like, I, let me just tell God what to do. I need to micromanage God. And she said, so how's that working out for you today? <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> and, you know, I say it and I can laugh through the tears of what was. And for any of your listeners who is going through it now, there is a psalm that says, weeping will endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And no matter how tough it is right this moment, sun will rise again. And it's, you know, I watched the beautiful blood moon the other night and yes. the lunar eclipse. And so many people across the planet saw the beauty in the darkness. And most of the time, we don't take time to appreciate the beauty in the darkness when we're in our struggle. That's and, right. You know, but there's beauty in that darkness. Yeah, somebody might say, yeah, Sandra, you can say that now because you're on the other side. But I never gave up hope. And I would tell any of your listeners, hold on. Help is on the way. Well, that's also part and parcel to a definition of faith because no matter what you're going through your faith sees you through knowing that it's you're not always going to be there and that gives you the light that gives you the encouragement that you need when you're going through it but we just have to remember to tap into that oh that absolutely knowing, you know absolutely and it's so much it's so true about the faith and in in one of the things that I that happened to me and it happens to so many others that I've spoken to in, in this journey is that we end up losing faith, not only in God and ourselves, because we felt at some point we made a wrong decision. We no longer trust any of our decisions. Right. Good point. You know? And so it is, that was faith in, the, you, you lost faith in that moment. That was a specific thing that happened to you at a specific time. But that's not your entire story. We are so much more than a blip in time. We are here for such magnificent things. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was a good start. <laughs> All right. So how did, what did you do? Huh. Well, I cried. <laughs> and by the way, I tell everybody, if you're going to go through something, you better have some great tears. And I'm Catholic and I often joke about the best holy water God has already given us. It's in our it's in the tears that we shed. Mm -hmm. uh, so first I cried and then I started to regroup. And one of the things I had done and had always wanted to do was be a coach. You remember, Carol, when I said at the beginning, I talked to God and said I didn't want to work anymore? Right. I had wanted to become a coach all the other, all before, but I was too busy, working too much, doing this. You know, I was, I was running around. I was a nonprofit director. I had no time. 
Well, like I had the time now and the fight and to be able to become a coach. So I went on, a, I went on a, my own transformational journey, not only to help myself, but to help others. And so I did some amazing things. I took this great transformational workshop and started to shift my shift my thoughts and my own limiting beliefs that what happened to me then that's old story and that's not who I am I am not I am not solely the identity of a of a director of a homeowner I am more than I am God a child of God and I have a place on this earth and I have so much to give that being said I also, I'm a voracious, voracious reader, and I love to write. And I always wanted to write a book about my mom, because after my mother passed away, I really gave it a lot of thought. And I ended up writing my very first book through this, through it all, because I'm saying, if she was here, what would she tell me and what advice would she give me? And so my first book was called In Memory of a Saint, Lessons from my mother I didn't pay attention to until she died. Mm. And it's actually not sad, more tongue in cheek, kept it lighthearted with vignettes about the 10 life lessons I learned from my mom on love and respect, love, friendship, dignity and respect, having fun, having faith. And doing that just helped me sort of shift my own place in this world. And that led me, writing the first book was cathartic, and the second book, Manana Starts Today, which was really what you'd asked me, uh, was a quote from my mother, actually. And it stemmed from my mom. My mother was from Panama, and uh, Manana is Spanish for tomorrow. Right. And my mother would always say in the house that she lived with a bunch of Manana people. She's like, if she'd ask us to do anything, we're like, yeah, we're coming to it. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, tomorrow. And she said, ay, ay, ay. I live with a bunch of manana people. And what I realized through the hardship and through the transfer, and more importantly, in the transformation that I was on, that I was starting to see people who were all waiting. They were waiting for the right job. They were waiting till their children mm. got older. They were waiting till they met the right guy. They were waiting for money. They were waiting. Everybody was putting off for tomorrow. Mm. And I realized with what I had been through that the time was right now in this moment. In fact, you do more when you have less than when you have a whole lot. Just go and do. And if you have faith, just leap. And so that was sort of where the impetus of Manana Starts Today actually comes from. That was a long way around to get to that answer. That's okay. You're very clear, and that's important. So thank yeah. you. Okay. You're welcome. So does, now what about the other ones? Um, you have four uh areas in your I don't know if they're just in your book or in your coaching mm -hmm. and one is live life today now is that covered in that's um, pretty much covered in that is live life now live it in the moment you know why don't you expound on that a little bit sure yes. and and the reason I say live life today tomorrow truly isn't promised to us 
We set it, we set aside rainy day funds for when I retire, I will. And, you know, I know that my parents and, you know, my favorite aunt were, were products of that. They set aside when they retired, they were going to do, they were going to travel the world. They were going to do this and promptly they got sick. Mm. The good news was a lot. They did a lot of their traveling when they could. So they, they had less regret because a life lived with regret is a life is a life not well lived. Right. And so living without regret, you know, there's always going to be a money issue. There's always going to be a time factor issue. So figure out how you can live your best life right now. And when I say today, it means you know, if you're waiting for your children, a lot of people I notice wait for their children to get older. And so mm-hmm. when my children, when my children graduate, when I see them settled, when I see my mom had a phrase, when I see you pass the worst. Well, <laughs> you know, she died. And for me, that's when my worst happened. It had nothing to do oh. when she was here on Earth. Let's be real. However, if your children see you striving and going for their dreams, they are more apt to do it themselves because they have a real time, real life role model. And so that's just one example, you know, but every time you take an action, don't wait on the dreams, don't wait on anything. You just go for it. And so that's really, when I say live life today, I'm like, take action, do it now. If you're not sure what action to take, ask somebody, (laughs) you know, so do it. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. Yeah, let somebody else tell you what to do. (laughs) Oh, you know, let me tell you, people are egotistical and they love if you go if you go to somebody and I or, for example, if I said to you, Carol, you are the most respected person I know. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I would like to do a trip around the world and I would love your insight and input. What are your thoughts? Trust me, people are so willing to give you your their mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. and opinions. Now, not all opinions are the right ones and you will have to, you know, you, the reader, you're, the listener, will have to determine, you know, is this a sound advice from the right, right. person? Right. However, you start that way and then you continue. Yeah. My dad always said that advice was worth what you paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) Some of my best advice has been free, so I'm not sure. (laughs) My best friend's friend's sister, her older sister, always would tell us. And she said she got this off of of something that said she doesn't give advice because wise men don't need it and fools don't heed it. Wow, that's good. I like that. We're going to have to write that one down. Yes. Now, tell me about another thing that you you wanted to share was the power of affirmations. And I believe this is what your whole book is is based on. So share about that. So my book, what happened? So people would ask me all the time, Carol, how do you remain so cheerful? Dear God, if I had, how could you do it? And one of the things that got me through was affirmations. Today, I will not quit. Today, I will not quit. 
Today, I, I trust in God's plan for me. Today, I trust in God's plan for me. And I would say these affirmations, these mantras, these declarations, whatever you choose to call them, over and over and over again. In fact, bet you not, bet you don't know, Carol, do you know the very first affirmation you learned as a child or one that, that most of us learned as a child? I don't recall. It's the little engine that could. Mm, okay. And when she says, I think I can, I think I can. Right. And by thinking, we start to program our mind differently into believing. And when we believe it, when we feel it and we believe it, we take action. And that's why affirmations are so powerful. And that's why they work so well. That's a very good point. Um, we have to hear it to believe it. Absolutely. And by saying it, we're hearing it. So we're, we're um, you know, challenging our senses, really, right? Absolutely. To Absolutely. say it, to hear it, hear it, to believe it. Exactly. Exactly. So you have, so give us a few examples of some in your book that might be uh, especially um, cute or are profound or whichever type you choose. Ah, you know, it's funny. It's, it, I will tell you, I'll end with the, I'll give one that's my favorite. And, you know, one that I love in terms of, we were just talking about, I take action. Okay. You know, and because people often need to take action in their lives, right? And they don't. So when you say to somebody, please take some action. So today I take action. Today, all of your actions are inspired by your goals. Your committed promise today is to take action on your dreams. In other words, just do something. <laughs> That's a very good point. Right? It's today yes. take action because truthfully, most of the time, it's because we we kind of get stuck and faith is electric. It's it moves and fear is really static. So we don't move in fear, but we 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 totally move in faith. So that's one of my favorites. And just to you know, it's like, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I do right now. I take action. Something so simple, but you know, when you say it often enough and you start to believe it, you will take action and you, and that is the whole point is whatever you are making the affirmation that you are going to complete. Absolutely. Now, when in your book, do you, do you recommend like someone reads one page a day? Is that how it's laid out or it's, you know what, there, there are um, 49 affirmations, heart, mind, and soul. And so that was one I would say for your mind, you know, today I take action. And there's one that's for what I call your heart. So today I'm grateful. Mm, okay. You know, mm -hmm. so today be grateful for every millisecond. Begin the day by saying thank you for waking up. And when you say thank you first thing, you immediately access the joy to jumpstart your day. So that's a nice way to start the day every morning is today, today, take being grateful. 
And then there are just those, you know, some people read one for a whole week. Right. And they'll, they're like going to do this or they'll, you know, they'll switch it up and do one however they feel it. There is no real, there's no rule to reading it. It's just do it. And I have to just share my favorite. And these are the, the three I just picked out are ones that I often, and you know, that was heart. And this one is what I call for the soul. Today, I fly on the wings of God. Today, thank God for giving you wings to fly. On this day, look up among the clouds and feel confident in your ability to soar. Today, you have no worries about the flight plan. You have absolute faith in the, in the flight planner. So, you know, when you have faith and you're, you're, you believe and you're taking action and you're always grateful, these are things that helps move your dreams, your goals forward. And so these, that's really how I believe in, you know, whether you use it that way. And like I said, some people do one a day, some, you know, some people do one for a week or even one for a month. It's up to, it's right. up to how right. you choose to live it. Yeah. Well, it's until it becomes part of you as well, because you can say something and it has very little meaning and you're not even believing it when you're saying it. But the more you do say it and the more you do hear it, the more you begin to believe it. And that's when it makes changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the whole goal. That's your purpose, I'm sure, in writing it. It's not just to make some pretty sayings on a piece of paper. No, not at all. It really was, you know, people would say to me before I wrote the book, people would say to me, you sound like a used car salesman. You're just like, (laughs) I'm like, no, they're like, just say it. I'm like, yeah, over and over and over and over again. That's what I did. Today, I smile. You know, for me, having rheumatoid arthritis and days like, you know, right now here on the East Coast where we rain buckets this morning, this morning I switched the affirmation, which I'd started, I was going to say to today my body is perfect because I woke up in pain and yet I knew that God made me perfect. Therefore, in this moment I am and I'm going to acknowledge that and not fight against it. So each day it tricks your mind into believing. And then once you do, you're just in a much better place. That's right. Thank you. And what about, uh, there was one more here, which you've basically touched on, but you might want to add something else. Creating a positive lifestyle, which is what you're doing by taking this action. Absolutely. And in fact, the way I'll tell you is, you know, I heard it best this way uh, is, Get out of the ain't it awful club. You know, there are those folks Mm -hmm. who love to tell you that everything is going around wrong in the world. And they will love to tell you, oh, my gosh, you know, oh, you shouldn't do this. Or remember what happened to you or you know what happened to you. You shouldn't take any more risk. You shouldn't do that. Stay positive. If you if you're the only positive person in your flock, find a new tribe, find more positive people reach out, get, move away from those who are not seeking and looking to, to a higher good, because the more negative people love negativity and Uh they love to, and they love to remind you on what your, what, whatever your problems were, especially, you know, for your listeners, if they, if they coming out of trauma or something significant and people love to tell you what went wrong in your life. Again, People will always remind you of that. You're like, yeah, that was then. Mm-hmm, that's but, right. You know, that's old story. Right now, I am focused on the good. 
And so move away from those people and create and keep a positive lifestyle. You are very clear. And I sincerely <laughs> appreciate that, Sandra. I mean, well, thank you. and one of the reasons that that clarity comes through is because you believe in what you are saying. You are not just saying words. And that is that is a gift because you it comes across loud and clear that you believe in this and you believe in yourself and you want others to believe in themselves and what they can do to live a more positive lifestyle. I mean, it's all good. Yes. And it's very, very much appreciated, your clarity. Um, you, you, you said a lot in a very clear and concise manner is what I'm trying to say. Why, oh, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was excellent because I hear a lot of these types of um, affirmations per se. Mm-hmm. But they're all kind of blend together. Each one that you shared is very clear. And the reason I'm saying that is it makes me want to buy your book. You, yes. You know, but that, that's what I'm saying. It, you are very, very clear. I mean, I can't right. think of a better word. Um, there are many, many books of that type out there, but mm-hmm. you are used car salesman or not, you sold me on why I need this book, even though I know I'm already a positive person. But it's just another way of having something in front of you that you can grab onto and make that, you know, like you said, whether it's for a day or a week or a month or however long until that becomes part of you. And I really appreciate that. And I thank you for, for bringing that clarity today. Why, thank you very much for saying that. I appreciate that. So thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.